Welcome, everybody. Time for another episode of Alive, brought to you by the Asher Longevity Institute, committed to the science-based and easy-to-implement lifestyle changes you need in order to live a much longer and much healthier life. This show is made possible through the generous support of People Unlimited, a premier longevity company in Phoenix, Arizona. Learn more about People Unlimited and their partner longevity experts in the Coalition for Radical Life Extension at rlecoalition.com. That's rlecoalition.com. I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Longevity Institute studio in Washington, D.C., together with the host of Alive, John Asher, CEO and co-founder of the Asher Longevity Institute. John's guest is Dr. Abed Hussein, a fellow of the American College of Cardiologists and certified by the American Board of Anti-Aging Regenerative Medicine. Dr. Hussein is a physician at the Boone Heart Institute in Greenwood Village, Colorado, along with Dr. Jeffrey Boone, the Chief Medical Officer of the Asher Longevity Institute. The title of the show is The Purpose of Functional Medicine in Longevity Acceleration. Over to you, John. I like that title, Dave, Longevity Acceleration. That's what we really want. So Dr. Hussein, great to have you on the show again. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It's the response to your previous podcast, you know, male hormones, female hormones, and, um, and peptides, and, and of course, cardiology as well has been just uh, tremendous. So thank you. Thank you for that. You're very welcome. I'm glad your listeners have been able to benefit from it. You know, one of the things I learned, and I know a lot about hormones is that um, the way you practice hormone management is to start by asking people how they feel. And of course, you've got blood tests to see where the hormones actually are. And when you've got that information and then see how they are, then it gives you really, really great insight into seeing what they could do to feel better. That's right. All right. I think that's a great way to go and not not necessarily the way most doctors approach hormones it's all about okay we got to get your hormones back up to the normal level without any any questions asking about how you are how do you feel yeah yeah i think it's it's important to understand that everybody has has an individual fingerprint of what their metabolic makeup is and uh, and that that plays into what they can tolerate when it comes to hormones. And it also, you know, it, it plays into how I want to treat them. If, if their levels are great and they're not feeling, they're not feeling the benefits that I'm expecting, then that's an indication for me to push the, the levels and see if they need to ride at the upper, upper range of normal or even maybe higher than normal because every person is individual. And as long as I'm following the levels in their, they're not, you know, going askew in, in certain markers, then that's okay. Yeah, I, I love that description about normal or not normal. Mm-hmm. And most people don't know that when you get a blood test, CBC panel plus hormones from Life Extension or Quest, and you look at the results, there's a range, mm-hmm. uh, a low range to a high range. And most people look at that and say, okay, that's the normal range, when in fact it isn't. It's just the range of most Americans. <laughs> so yeah. you can be in the high end of that range and still need to go higher because it, that's not the right levels. Yeah, 
That's uh, one great thing I've learned. Yeah, and I think that that plays into a, a certain philosophy of medicine. When you when you look at people as individuals and don't treat them as as uh, protocols or templates, then you're looking at what's called a functional medicine type of practicing. And what is we've heard this term bantered around a lot lately, and it's used to define a lot of different practitioners. But what is it exactly? It's it's um, you know, if you look at the title, where you, the functional medicine is, it could be the alternative to that could be dysfunctional medicine. So, meaning we, you know, conventional medicine looks at when people have dysfunction, when the function has gone awry, and that's easy to detect when a person's not functioning well. But when a person is functioning adequately, but they still have symptoms and they still have disease that's smoldering but may not be detected that's the territory of functional medicine it is a much more individualized approach that looks at root causes you know that's what we try to look for to see what's causing uh, problems before they become a fully dysfunctional or fully disease producing so it's a you know in the definition it can be a little confusing but that's that's a, hopefully that clarifies it a little bit and it's more of a health-oriented approach. Uh, certainly, a lot of people that go that seek functional medicine care are doing it because conventional medicine has not found the reasons for their symptoms, and that's usually because the functional the the conventional medicine approach approach looks for when it's it's really kind of blatant and it's it's quite obvious that something is going wrong, and then they you know then they don't they're not nuanced enough to look at the fine, the sort of finer details and also to look at uh, some of the other less conventional testing uh, modalities. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know how long functional, you know, the board certification for functional medicine has been around, but I'm pretty sure it's one of the uh, newer ones. And for me, the, the biggest difference is the standard medical professional MD are trained to diagnose symptoms, see what the problem is, and then fix the symptoms. But that doesn't fix the problem. Not <laughs> the often. Fundamental no. underlying, um, often doesn't fix the underlying problem. Isn't that where functional medicine really comes in? Yes, it is. It is. If you look at the history of, of conventional medicine, it was based on a hospital, on a hospital approach. When people come into the hospital, that's when something's gone wrong. So, and we can treat them when they're there, and then we can identify what the problem is, and then just fix that problem. But it, it doesn't look at what's causing that problem, and and that's where functional medicine really excels. It uh, will look at inflammatory markers in a more detailed way, in a more nuanced way, and you know when when we start to look into the arena of preventative medicine then and, and then that also will bleed into longevity because ultimately longevity is all about prevention so then we want to know what's the optimal way to prevent certain things well that's where functional medicine really excels yes and so i know you have um you're board certified in cardiology and in internal medicine and also functional medicine. So is it 
really internal medicine that's kind of taken up to the MBA level with functional medicine? Is that a way to think about it? <clears throat> well, internal medicine you know, is the, the root, sort of the, the, the soil or the basis that we use for hospital medicine. The and then you know it, it doesn't really it, it doesn't really address a lot of the issues that we see in functional medicine. It doesn't train us on how um, on how to assess people that maybe have these uh, chronic smoldering low grade inflammatory conditions and that fly under the radar for most internal medicine testing. So it takes a, a very specific and extra amount of training to understand how to look for those things, how to test for those things. And then that's where the use of hormones really comes in also, because, you know, we function best when we're optimized in all of our hormones. And as an example, when we're young, we can bounce back from most things and we, we feel like we're on top of the world and we can, and, and that's when our metabolism is functioning the best. So getting back to that state is, is what we strive to do by replacing hormones. And that falls into that arena of functional medicine. Yes. And, um, you know, I used to have an, a, um, kind of a standard MD and I also had a ND, a neuropathic doctor as well. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed to me that the differences were that the standard doctor, when there was a symptom would use a drug mm -hmm. and then the neuropathic Pathic doctor's approach was, well, let's try a supplement or some other modality first before we go to the drug. But they also, the NDs, also don't really always take this functional approach, from my experience. <clears throat> Is that right? That's true. We don't want to just, and it, it also, it depends on the, the way the practitioner addresses the issues and how they're thinking. Um, a, we don't want to just replace supplement is, you know, replace the conventional medications, prescription medications with supplements, uh, because replacing one pill with another, you know, we want to, we want to address what part of the, what, what contribution lifestyle has to play in this. And, you know, believe it or not, we, you know, we, we harp, we harp on this with all of our patients. And it's amazing how how still it's the, the one of the most impactful things that we can do is lifestyle management, reducing, you know, the basic things that we've all heard. There's a, there's a reason for that because when the, those will impact our function and will slowly degrade our metabolism to the point where we get disease. So start, start that in a early on and assess that as a root cause that is part of functional medicine. And then if we need to support people, with supplements, that's the benefit of using functional medicine. They can use supplements that have more gentle effects that may address different problems that conventional medicine can't address. And or they address it in a way that's different than conventional medicine. A lot of functional medicine uses what's called systems approaches, which mean that you have a herb or a supplement that works on multiple systems and actually has a cascade of effects. So it will work on one area and cause like a domino effect, a spreading domino effect. Most times conventional medications don't have that. They're more like lasers that just pinpoint a certain thing for a symptom. That's very interesting. 
I've never, I've never. John, John, it's time for a quick commercial break. The Asher Longevity Institute developed a nine-step program to guide you to a much longer and much healthier life. Our mission is to make the system easy to understand, simple to execute, and sustainable for the rest of your life. Go to asherlongevity.com today and sign up for the information and access you need to live the longevity lifestyle. That's asherlongevity.com to help you feel better now and achieve the longevity you desire. Now back to John and Dr. Hussein. So that was a great insight. And I, I think some examples of that might be, Dr. Hussein, tell me if I'm if I'm right or wrong, but an example might be vitamin, some of the some of the fundamental vitamins, um, like vitamin D, has more than just one one benefit. And same with vitamin C. Are, is, are those two pretty good examples of what you mean? Certainly, yeah. And what's I think what's it's also important to uh, well first discussing the vitamin D yes vitamin D we're doing it a disservice by calling it a vitamin it's almost more of a hormone right. because it affects so many different systems it affects our immune system it affects our calcium metabolism bone health it, it affects our hormonal hormonal health. Um, so many different places that uh, vitamin D has an important positive benefit, and so much of the population is deficient in it. I mean, it yeah. We basically assume that you're deficient in vitamin D until the level is says otherwise, uh, and it's a safe assumption. So I think that you know there's there's a lot of supplements and uh, vitamins and and herbs that have that multi modal or multifactorial effect. And, and what's also important to remember is that functional medicine, just like conventional medicine, is a rapidly evolving field. It's, it's been around for a long time, but with the robust interest in functional medicine and anti-aging now, all of that supports the, sort of the research of healthy, healthy living and finding out what it takes to live in a healthy lifestyle that is more preventative. So we get more, we're getting more research, uh, more and more research every year that's more directed towards functional medicine care. Yeah, a good example is um, <clears throat> you mentioned vitamin D. Mm -hmm. if, if you look at the uh, normal level, when you get a blood test from LabCorp or, or um, a quest, um, mm -hmm. then it has a fair, fairly narrow range. And that's the narrow range, maybe 15 to 25 of Americans, maybe it's yeah. five to 25. But then when you, when you look at all the research on vitamin D, you should be 50 to 80. Yes. Right. A much mm -hmm. higher level, way out of the range of, of, of what the average American has. And um, I've read before that if you don't get at least 15 minutes of direct sunlight a day, you really need to take a vitamin D supplement. <clears throat> Definitely. Yeah, I would agree with that. And the balance health versus recommendations, even the use of skin block or sunblock is, uh, is found to be to reduce vitamin D levels because, you know, we, we want to protect ourselves from skin cancer, but at the same time, we do need that sun exposure. You know, every now and then people ask me, so what's the most important vitamin? Wh which one would be the last one you would give up? <clears throat> vitamin D is very high on my list. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I would agree also, you know, and, and, and then the, the interesting thing is the, the use of antioxidants. So, you know, we've, we've been conditioned to believe that the more antioxidant, the better. And that's not necessarily true. Uh, you know, this is the old research looks at just antioxidant effects. But what we now know, and this is relatively recent research, is that antioxidant use also has a balance. Our, our body needs to have oxidative stress, meaning it, it needs to be able to produce its own antioxidants. So if we're constantly giving ourselves antioxidant supplements, then we're going to be deterring our body's ability to do it on a regular basis. And then when we get sick, our body won't be able to make it as robustly. So the current thinking is that we should reduce the amount of antioxidants uh, and or measure a, a blood test uh, that can give us an indication of how much oxidative stress we have and then use that to gauge how much antioxidants we should take and not just take them uh, just uh, as a blanket recommendation. No, I, I, yeah, that's, that's great insight. Now, if you put your cardiologist hat on, mm -hmm. then if you'd ask me, which one would you be the last to give up? I might say CoQ10. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. CoQ10 is, is uh, very important for the heart. It's, it's a mitochondrial coenzyme and then used, it was one of the most uh, important coenzymes to, uh, to be used by the heart and at high concentrations in the heart. It's got an antioxidant function as well, helps mitochondria. Yeah, that's, it's and one, of the, one of the causes for a lot of medication uh, intolerances. Yes, and uh, I know when I first started, when you're uh, the head of your Boone Clinic, our CMO, um, Dr. Jeff Boone, when uh, he first put me on a statin, <clears throat> he said, you're going to have to increase your level of CoQ10 because the statin makes it, um, I forget what his, what his description was, but if you're on a CoQ10 and a statin, then the statin prevents some of the CoQ10 from being affected. So you have to take more. Yeah. You know, the, the, same, the same pathway that uh, creates our cholesterol um, is also this, is one that creates uh, creates our coenzyme Q10 uh, internally. And so when we, when we inhibit the formation of cholesterol with a statin, you're also inhibiting the formation of CoQ10. Uh, right. and, and then the CoQ10 is implicated in a lot of the, in some of the brain fog, definitely the muscle aches and pains. So oftentimes what you just need to do is take a, a higher dose of CoQ10, a significant amount. And uh, this, you know, we did, this was just being done anecdotally when I first was in training, and now we know it for, as a true uh, medication effect, and that's the current research that we still are obtaining from something like statins, which have been around for decades. Exactly. In fact, I think when Dr. Boone increased my, um, my well, I first started taking the statin, I, I went up from, I, I'm guessing now, 100 milligrams of CoQ10 twice a day to 200 milligrams. Mm -hmm. Then we increased the statin to 40 milligrams. I went up to 500 milligrams twice a day at CoQ10. So I'm taking five CoQ10 pills in the morning and five in the, mm -hmm. in the evening. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's substantial. And unfortunately, that's sometimes what it takes. Yep. Mm -hmm. But if that's what it takes, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
And and, you know, and when we look at this in from a uh, longevity perspective, you know, going back to the whole uh, concept of functional medicine, you know, certainly this plays a, a major role because now functional medicine is the the arena of functional medicine is the use of supplements, is the use of vitamins, and we're seeing that these same products are what stimulate the cell on a certain level. They stimulate. Uh, mitochondrial health, you know, these are the things that we have as tools for modifying our cellular uh, vitality and cellular res resilience. And these aren't the tools that conventional medicine knows how to use. So by getting trained in it for functional medicine use, we also get trained in it for the use of, of longevity purposes. So, um, so would you recommend if somebody was uh, somebody asked me um, if I was going to get a um, longevity doctor. Well, I, first of all, let me say I know you know this. There's no board certification for longevity or anti-aging or age management. Am I right? That's correct. There's right. not. And so, if if <clears throat> one of the listeners was saying, "Okay, I need a longevity doctor," would the would the best ones pretty much be a functional med medicine doctor? I, I would think so. It'd be a functional medicine doctor who specializes in performance. Because improving performance is part of what is necessary for, for improving longevity. Because we want to optimize your existing function. We want to optimize function that's already in a good place and not necessarily. And if you do have function, you know, a metabolism or function, metabolic function that is off, then they, we, they can still understand that, address it, and then modify it, bring you back into a place where we can then look at longevity. Got it. And <clears throat> so, so my recommendation then should be when somebody just asked me generically, I get asked this a lot. Mm -hmm. How do I find a longevity doctor? I usually send them link to four different organizations, including A4M, mm -hmm. that where where longevity where doctors with a longevity practice are registered, and. But, but they're, they're kind of hard to find. And so, so probably the second best thing would be to just recommend, just, just find a doctor who's, I mean, frankly, younger, mm -hmm. <laughs> who has board certified in functional medicine, especially as, as it applies to performance. Yes, yes, I would agree. And it could be as simple as uh, making a phone call to the office and asking if they, if they specialize in if they have an anti-aging background or a longevity background and vetting them that way. Otherwise you can get to a functional medicine doctor and they may not, they may, you know, they may specialize in gut health or mold toxicity or Lyme disease or things like that. And, you know, right. the, we didn't address this, but the other thing about functional medicine is they look at disease sources or sources that that are not really addressed or acknowledged by conventional medicine. You know, they address the, that, the fact that there are toxins in our environment that can cause problems, that gut health is very important. We address that, the, you know, disease, that, that infection that is sterile, meaning a slow, doesn't have, you know, something that's causing a fever or something that's causing hospitalization, but a low smoldering infection can cause a lot of problems, low, you know, low grade. So there, there's a lot of things that, that uh, functional medicine will address that's not in the purview of conventional medicine. 
Yeah, I mean, another example would be, you know, if you have a the so-called leaky gut syndrome, mm -hmm. then you are subject to 10 diseases in three different conditions. Yes. And it's usually the functional medicine doctors, in my experience, who, are, who, are, who know about that and know about the um, relationship from the leaky gut to the gut, you know, the gut microbiome and know how it, how it happens and what to do about it. Mm -hmm. John, it's time for the wrap up. David Campy, it's only been five minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, uh, Dr. Hussein, for coming on again. It's been a, another great um, um, interview. Let me just mention to the um, audience that um, I'm running a longevity institute, and my longevity doctor is Dr. is Dr. Hussein. And the reason is he's board certified in cardiology, internal medicine, functional medicine, and which we've been talking about, and also a graduate of the A4M two-year certification program for anti-aging. So Dr. Hussein is like the perfect longevity uh, doctor uh, based in De Denver. So Dr. Hussein, is there anything you would like to leave the audience, maybe one or two things that are important that they should take away from this podcast? I think that the, the pointing out the differences between the two, you know, conventional medicine and functional medicine are two very different specialties or very different disciplines. And it would be uh, in everybody's best interest to have somebody have each of those doctors because, you know, when you do have a cold or something that's uh, immediate that, um, or even something that requires regular medication, that's, that's prescription-based, you know, a conventional medicine doctor is important to have. And then somebody that can look at you uh, in more detail, more individually, and spend more time with you is important. And that's your functional medicine doctor. All right, terrific. Thank you so much again for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. You're welcome. And thank you both. That's all the time we have for today. Be sure to visit us at asherlongevity.com to learn more about the science, supplements, and strategies to live a much longer and much happier life. That's asherlongevity.com. From now until we meet again, John Asher reminds us that looking after our health today gives us better hope for tomorrow. This concludes another edition of Alive right here on the Funnel Radio Network for listeners like you. The Asher Longevity Institute developed a nine-step program to guide you to a much longer and healthier life. Our mission is to make this system easy to understand, simple to execute, and sustainable for the rest of your life. Go to asherlongevity.com today and sign up for the information and access you need to live a longevity lifestyle. That's asherlongevity.com to help you feel better now and achieve the longevity you desire.